0: Up next, this is one really, really amazing woman. Robin Farman Farmanian, and I hope I'm not mispronouncing her name. I will ask her. Uh, she's going to join us in just a bit, and so uh, just stand by, and we'll bring her on. All right, I think she's going to call in in just one second. She's on the other line. Great. We have a lot going on here. We've got our fun drive going on, uh, so if you would like to call in and support us, we would love the support, 949-824-5824. So I'm going to bring her on right now. Hi. Okay. I brought you straight on the line because we have so much going on here. This is Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Could you tell me how to pronounce your last name so I don't slaughter it? Sure. It's Farman Farmian. (laughs) Farman Farmian. I thought so. Okay. Thanks so much for calling in. You are very, very, you know, intriguing. You have a very interesting background. I want to talk about your book and, and also, obviously, how you got involved in this field.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, my book is called The Patient as CEO, and it talks about the convergence of accelerating technology, things like artificial intelligence, robotics, sensors, 3D printing, all coming together to really empower what I like to call the healthcare consumer, okay. uh, the patient.
0: Now, I was online yesterday, and I know there's a whole backstory about why this has become a huge focus for you.
1: So uh, when I was a teenager, I was misdiagnosed with an autoimmune disease. It ended up resulting in 43 hospitalizations, oh six major surgeries, and in the end, I've had three organs removed. Ugh. And so I, I know. So <laughs> I decided to dedicate my life to helping literally billions of patients worldwide uh, through various companies and, of course, uh, through my speaking and through my book as well.
0: It's really interesting because we're living in a very exciting time with all this technology in the medical field.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have hit the inflection point this year for Mm -hmm. multiple technologies, and we are going to see them so dramatically accelerate that we're going to look back in about three years or five years and say, wow, is that the way we practice medicine? Right. Because yeah, it's it's crazy, especially even with uh, genetic sequencing uh, hitting the $995 mark. That's an inflection point. Artificial intelligence has reached an inflection point, and we are going to see it really take over every industry over the next few years.
0: Well, I love, Robin, when you talked about how, you know, you can get an EKG, uh, I believe it was an EKG, and then your yep. doctor can see different results, you put put the results in the cloud, and they can pull it up from another country or wherever. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable.
1: Yep, that's called point-of-care diagnostic devices, and it means the diagnostic device comes to the patient versus the patient having to go to the clinic or the hospital in a traditional setting to get diagnosed. Mm-hmm. So what you're talking about is uh, the EKG monitor. There's multiple ones on the market. One that I like to talk about because I know the inventor is a live core. Yes. Uh It's FDA approved. It fits on your iPhone case or your iWatch. You take your EKG, send it up to the cloud, and then it's um, either analyzed by artificial intelligence or your physician from anywhere in the world.
0: That's incredible. And then
1: you also talked about
0: how... Um, I I believe there was an image of a man. He was on the ground. And if somebody needs emergency care right away, I mean, there's just so many options using technology.
1: Yep. The one you're talking about is um, essentially a flying defibrillator. So multiple companies are also working on this. It's not on the market yet. But essentially, a drone, an autonomous artificial intelligence enabled drone that will be able to fly about 60 miles an hour and hopefully get to a heart attack victim in under 60 seconds. And if we're able to do that, we can essentially. um
0: Hello? Oh, I think we. No, I think we lost her. Uh, We are talking with Robin Formanian. And uh, I think we're going to bring her back on right now. Robin?
1: I dropped off somehow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Call back in two seconds. Okay. okay. Hello? Oh,
1: she's
0: on. I'm on. I'm on. Okay. A lot of things going on here. That's, um, we have people standing by in the other room with our fun drive. So um, we're going to bring her back on. Hello, Robin?
1: Hi. Hi. Okay. You're back. So, I, oh, we're back. <laughs> so technology, we can, we can save people's lives, but we can't actually talk in the middle of Silicon Valley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh It's, um, you know what Are people amazed that this is the path you went down Or just obviously it makes some sense You know, as far as a career choice
1: Well actually I hid my disease for over 20 years what? So I didn't tell, yes, well, I knew my inner circle knew, my, my close friends knew all that, you know, obviously, but I hid it from everybody else in the world, and I suddenly came out on stage as a, I, I call it coming out of the closet as a chronic disease patient, mm-hmm. on stage in front of 450 physicians at a at a conference that I co-founded called Exponential Medicine, and uh, my, my colleagues were there, had no idea that I'd been through this, and I just got on stage, and I'm like, I'm going to tell you a secret that I've been holding for 20 years.
0: Oh, my (laughs) gosh. They must must have been gasps in the room. I mean, people must have been shocked.
1: Yes, I mean, complete shock, especially the people who had known me at that point for three to five years and Mm -hmm. never had a clue that I was being hospitalized all the time. Because still, uh, actually, it's been two years since I've had to stay overnight in the hospital. But I'm usually in the ER, you know, a couple of times a year, getting hydration or Mm -hmm. pain medication or... Uh, some other type of a treatment, and I hid that all. So I would just go to the ER and then show up at work the next morning and not tell anyone.
0: Oh, my gosh, <laughs> that's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, and how are you now?
1: Uh, now, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely super enabled. I outperform, you know, most of the time uh, everybody else. I mean, I, just, I put the drive and the ambition into making sure that I'm making a massive impact. Okay. So I am a very, very highly functioning uh, chronic disease patient. But I'm still sick on a, on a daily basis. I deal with uh, extreme pain um, mm-hmm. every time I eat. And uh, just, yeah, I'm, I'm still very sick. It's very hard for me to keep my calories up, keep hydration up. I, I track it on an app.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. is, is, it, is it a result of something that happened when you were younger? Is it a genetic thing? or Nobody knows.
1: Crohn's disease, And oh. so there are lots of theories out there, whether it's caused by a bacteria, whether yes. something t- turned on a gene that I already had. I was predisposed to it. Uh, so there are a lot of theories on what, where Crohn's comes from. We haven't quite figured it out yet, but right. uh, there is a cure going through FDA approval right now using stem cells through Cellzine Therapeutics. So uh, th- there might be a cure. Mm-hmm. Like right now, there is no cure for Crohn's disease. So what I'm dealing with is no colon, but uh, severe Crohn's in my small intestine. And so that, um, that's where all the pain comes from.
0: No, I just had my previous guest, we were talking about inflammation. Do you have to watch, you obviously must have to watch what you eat, certain things are triggers?
1: Yes, yes, exactly. Actually, I eat probably only 10 or 15 foods, although the majority of people really stick to about 10 or 15 foods anyway. Right. But I eat uh, a very low residue diet, no fiber, very little meat, if any. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just a, I just can't digest a lot of food. So I live on, crazily enough, sugar, pizza, and dairy. Some people would love
0: you. (laughs) Some
1: people would be jealous. (laughs) But but a a, uh, big bowl of broccoli would probably put me in the hospital. (laughs) That's unbelievable,
0: and that's because of the fiber.
1: Yes, because um, all the surgery, I have a lot of adhesions in my small intestine, and so Mm -hmm. there's constrictions. And then also, of course, the Crohn's disease causes constriction as well, so things literally just wouldn't be able to move through me. So oatmeal, broccoli, popcorn, anything that's really high fiber could put me in the hospital.
0: Unbelievable, and because you come across as this powerhouse, so yes. knowledgeable, you must have to say to yourself, okay, some days, slow down, listen to your body.
1: Every once in a while, I will do that, yes, and I'll just chill out on the couch and watch, watch Netflix and yes. and play games on my my you know cell phone or something like that and just totally chill. Yes. But uh, most of the time, I like to be in motion, and especially because being a chronic disease patient, if you have a goal... Or or something outside of your disease, it takes your mind off of it, right? And right. then you can put all of the energy that you would normally put into worrying and stressing out and being in pain, and just focus that on changing the world. Right? And it gets me out of the bed every single morning that I get to work at Invicted Medical with sleep apnea, and I get to do the you know the the professional speaking stuff that I do and, and writing and and working at Arc Fusion. I'm O there, so it's it's just a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: you're you're like the prime example of the theme of my show, get the funk out, because. If you if you decide you're going to get out of bed in the morning and do something positive, you do get out of your own way. Yep. You know
1: exactly. So tell Why me. By wallow in self pity. I right? agree. <laughs> no, I
0: agree, and it does make you feel good. Now, your book, The Patient is CEO. Um, what obviously everything drove you to create this book, and it, it just came out, or it's been out a while.
1: It came out December fifteen, and okay. it was a number one bestseller within three days of release.
0: Unbelievable! Congratulations. Thank you. Where can people find out more about you and this book?
1: Well, I am the only Robin farman Fermian in the entire universe. So if you Google my name, you find uh, three or four different ways to easily contact me. Uh, You can contact me at thepatientceo at gmail.com. You can find my book on Amazon. And I'm very, very active on most of the social media channels. So if you ping me on LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, I will get it. And
0: by the way, you have a very impressive educational background. You went to Harvard.
1: I did yes, I did executive programs at Harvard. I did exchange programs with Dartmouth. Uh, I went to Boston University, Golden Gate, Singularity University, mm-hmm. and Stanford. And I did targeted courses because uh, I'm very much about disrupting basically every industry. And so I got my undergrad degree, and I said, well, why do I need letters over after my name? I'm an entrepreneur, right? Right. So I went to all of these different schools and took very targeted courses on exactly what I wanted to learn and what I thought would be helpful in my career. I like And that. Um, literally every single course led to a. Job.
0: You're kidding. <laughs> That's incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is fun. So, including, I, I, I took at Stanford Farsi for about eight, eight months, and uh, it led to a job at a, at a company that was all Persian except for me.
0: <laughs> that is so exciting. <laughs> yes. And I went to BU uh, for graduate school. What did you study there?
1: Hospitality management. Okay. My initial thing when I was a teenager and when I was going through all these surgeries, the first thing I wanted to do was the preventive medicine aspect. I went and got a hospitality management degree to open up a huge chain of gyms with a preventive medicine and nutrition focus. And then by the time I got out of college, 24 Hour Fitness had blanketed the country. I'm like, oh, that's been done. Let me move on to to something else. And I went into genetic testing instead.
0: And that just led you to so many different things. Yes. So you've you've also, you're a part of different committees. Did I read that you're part of the San Francisco
1: Ballet? Yes, I was president for three years, gala chair for two years, and a trustee for three years. I Now now I just attend. <laughs> but I did spend five years on the board. I spent five years on the board of the opera as well. I always have at least one or two nonprofits that I donate my time to uh, in addition to my regular paying jobs. And so right now, my nonprofit is a company I co-founded called the Organ Preservation Alliance, and we work with the White House and OSPP and DARPA and the DOD to release massive amounts of funding for for scientists working on cryopreservation and tissue engineering. So I went from the ballet to uh, essentially, yes, yeah, 3D printing of organs. Amazing. <laughs> you know,
0: it's interesting, some people are very judgmental, like, wow, she's doing this, she's doing that, but things start to make sense. They, they build a career, they build, you know, different interests.
1: Exactly, and I do a lot of very high-level business development, and so the more people I meet, the better. So I like to cross-pollinate across companies, and across conferences, and and uh, it actually works out well for everybody involved.
0: That's great. Do you have advice for people that are going through some kind of funk? Uh, you know, whether it's health, career, because you're just a very positive person.
1: Sure. Well, my biggest secret is help other people, oh, right? Yeah. And I and I mentor and advise uh, entrepreneurs and women uh, weekly, at least. And so go outside of your body and, and help somebody else with nothing in return, right? And, yes. And that really changes the way you start to think and you feel good about yourself. Like there's, um, you know, say I'm, I'm mentoring someone named Scott and it's completely different industry or whatever and, and I don't get anything out of it except for the fact that I know he's going to be more successful because I helped him.
0: No, that makes total sense. That makes, because then you're not wallowing in your own stuff.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, so one more time, people can find out more about you. I did put your entire bio on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kaci.org. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Uh,
1: you're welcome. Yes, yeah, so you can contact me at thepatientceo at gmail.com. You can go to my website, robinff.com, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. As I said, I'm the only Robin Furman Furman in the world, so you can easily find me.
0: Robin, I want to thank you so much for calling in.
1: Oh, great. I I've had a great time. Thank I'm you so, so much. I'm so glad.
0: All right. Take care. Bye-bye.